With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Chargian. Welcome to the final regular season edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. The playoffs are looming ahead, and we are here to help you get the best possible playoff positioning for your team. For some of you, that means turning a three seed into a one seed. For some of you, that means turning a team that's out of the playoffs into the playoffs. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that is the voice of Scott Fish, my other co-host today, Brian Johnson. Hello, guys. Hey. What's up, guys? It's very, very is – this, is this officially nut-cutting time? <laughs> and if so, what nut? And who cuts nuts? Seriously, who's sitting around cutting nuts? I – don't, no, don't you crack I mean, them? Yeah, you crack them. Yeah, now you cut the shells, okay. not the nuts, right? And you crack the shells. You don't cut them. I mean, imagine if you I took some big cleaver to a walnut. Some You'd lose a finger before long. <laughs> We've got plenty to get to over the course of this show, including nine players not normally starting lineup. I've got a stone-cold winner at tight end for you that you're going to hear and oh take a chance on me later. We'll answer three tough questions and letter grades for all the notable players in all the games, beginning with the Saints taking on the Jets. Alvin Kamara coming back. Perfect timing for those people that were languishing for a month without Alvin Kamara, and we probably don't even have Mark Ingram to muck up the works. Yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara walking pretty much right into a fantasy Fonzie. Uh, in this matchup against the oh, Jets, God, especially yeah. with Mark Ingram unlikely to play. Hey. Uh, to COVID. COVID. Uh, so, yeah, in, in A for Kamara, the Jets have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. It's pretty simple here. And they also, uh, they, as in the Saints, might get uh, left tackle Teron Armstead back, mm-hmm. uh, who hasn't played uh, since week nine, or he's played in just one game since week nine. So if he comes back, that bodes well for Kamara. But he gets an easy day, easy A either way. Uh, the wide receiver situation, not Ugh. so easy. Uh, Deontay Harris was looking really good, but he's now suspended. Wow. Um, and we're yeah, going to talk the way, about that's the thing that goes that slingers all the way back to like 
last summer. summer right yeah. and they, you know they finally rule on it now yeah. i know kind of weird and i mean we'll talk about the who's throwing the ball quote unquote going to throw the ball for yes. the saints in a second so Traquan smith and marquez callaway i got them both on the bench uh neither one has really distanced distanced themselves as a, a wide receiver one harris was doing that but again he's suspended so uh even though the jets are h- holding uh, opposing wide receivers who less than 12 catches, 100, 160 yards per game. It's really because they're so easy to run on. So long story short, yeah. benching the wide receivers. I am going to heave a harpoon at Nick Finette, though. Tight end Nick Finette caught uh, three of four targets uh, for 48 yards last Thursday from Taysom Hill. The Jets are allowing more than five catches, 64 yards per game to tight ends. Mm. They've surrendered three touchdowns to the position over their last two games. The Jets have. So Nick Finette. Uh, especially a, a daily dart uh, he's, is worth a, a harpoon, a, a, you know, a sea dart, as we like to call them here. And uh, lastly, for the Saints, Taysom Hill. Going to give him a B, but be warned. I mean, he could go completely belly up, as we all know. He could well, throw or, like three picks. Or the other way. Or the other way. Yeah, it's I one mean, or the other. It's really one or the other. I'm leaning towards the, the other. Because it's the Jets. Because it's the Jets who have allowed multiple passing touchdowns in eight straight games with the most recent performances going to Gardner Minshew and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, I'm sorry. You know, Taysom Hill almost on par with those guys as a passer, but of course, most dangerous on the ground. Uh, surprisingly, only one opposing quarterback has seen more than four rush attempts against the Jets, and it wasn't Josh Allen who who faced them recently. He had just two rush attempts, so not a lot of you know mobile quarterbacks on tape against New York. But Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor had 30 yards on two carries just two weeks ago. So Taysom Hill. Probably gonna have I, a pretty good game here. I've got an A grade. He, on yeah, that. He, he's his own guy in that respect. Yeah, I got the I, I got the, the B way, to bake in the risk of him. Yeah. potentially just yeah. He's got the foot injury, but, but they took him off the injury report on yeah. Friday. So fully healthy, fully mobile. I'm in on Taysom Hill big time against the Jets. There are not a lot of Jets to be into this week, but nope. Ty Johnson though going to give him a C uh, based on expected volume. Michael Carter uh, still on IR. Tevin Coleman has been ruled out with a concussion. So uh, Ty Johnson should be the guy. The Saints are a brutal matchup, though, for running backs, uh, both on the ground and uh, in the uh, in the air. Uh, they're allowing less than 98 combo yards per game to the position. That's second fewest, but Johnson should see 15 to 20 catches, I guess, unless Austin yeah. <laughs> Walter yes. steals some touches, which he might, but uh, he's on the bench, Walter is. But no, I'll give a C to Ty Johnson. Elijah Moore, I'll give him a C if he plays. He's been mm-hmm. questionable with a quad injury. 12 targets last week, so um, the concern with Zach Wilson coming back quarterback out the window, he he was looking Elijah Moore's way. And actually, Zach, I think Zach all. Wilson played the best game of his career last yeah, week. he looked a lot better. Uh, spoiler alert, he's going to be on the bench, though, Zach Wilson is. But uh, Elijah Moore, a C if he plays. Uh, if he does not, I'll give Jameson Crowder a C. Uh, Crowder on the bench, though, if Moore, if Moore does play. Uh, Crowder saw six targets last week, caught uh, four of them for 60-something yards. That's double-digit PPR points, so he's viable if more is out, uh, but if more plays again, Crowder on the bench and Zach Wilson bench, but hopefully better days ahead for Zach. Uh, Jaguars take on the Titans, Scott. We're going to do a deep dive a little later in this show on James Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, but let's note he's coming off a pretty tough game, and now he goes up against a shockingly competent Titans run defense over the past, I don't know, six weeks or so. Yeah, and and Robinson is actually the guy who uh, had a 100-plus yard day against that okay. same Titans defense yeah. right, right before that five- or six-game stretch right. where they haven't allowed a back-to-top 70 rushing yards. Uh, right now, it's a banged-up version of Robinson who was inexplicably benched uh, yeah. last week after a fumble that he didn't even lose. 
<laughs> right, yes. He's fumbled two games in a row, hasn't lost him. Before that, he hadn't fumbled in 23 games. It's not wow. even an issue for him. Well, but the, he, Urban know. Meyer needed to send a message. <laughs> we and, don't recover our own fumbles on this team. And and I, I'm going to categorize this as a sneaky, squeaky wheel game mm-hmm. for him because I think Urban Meyer took a ton of heat from that, and other teammates spoke out Trevor about Lawrence this. Did. Yes. Yeah, this week. I think Robinson actually gets his. I have a C-grade on him. You could talk mm-hmm. me into a B just on the amount of volume, but I am worried at how much the Titans have improved over the last half a season. So I have a C-grade on him. Um, but I can go B. Somewhere in between a B and a C. That's called a C. <laughs> okay. All right. In the past game, I have him on the bench. Trevor Lawrence looks terrible. I rewatched that game. He's throwing it at people's feet. His, throw- his accuracy is horrible. It's just terrible. He throws the least catchable pass of any NFL starter. I agree with that statement. Uh, rewatching that game, it was it was gross. You might say Treadwell's got 14 targets in the last two games. He's, no, nobody's yeah, saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw him picked up in a couple leagues. A third of his yards in the last two games came off of one play where the defender dropped fell fell down. I would take so, that. So, no, bench the entire passing game. Uh, it's just Robinson with a grade on that side. Over on the other side, Tennessee Titans, I have Ryan Tannehill on the bench. I'm sorry. Just two multiple touchdown passing games this season. Just two. Wow. After being so efficient over the last couple of years. Uh, he's rushed for a touchdown in five separate games, but you can't count on those. And he's had a ton of low yardage day d- days. The Jags D has been really, really improved. We've talked about that on the show for a few weeks now. Um, Stafford lit them up last week, but before that, they had, they'd held the previous five guys, um, four of them, four of the previous five guys under 200 yards. Yeah. So they're, they're, I have Tannehill on the bench. Yep. Passing game, however, I think you can make some work out of it if he concentrates his passes, which he does, mm-hmm. on basically two guys. Julio Jones, who'll be back, and he gets Shaquille Griffin, who will likely be back. So I only have a C grade on Julio Jones, mostly because he's a 40 to 60 yard guy this year, but he has that explosive upside. And AJ, which is shown in one game this year. And AJ Brown's not there. So they, they might lean on him a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, players that got 18 players have gotten six targets against the Jags. 12 of them topped 100 yards or scored. Um, and the and four of the other ones topped 60 yards. So, like, if he's going to get six or more targets, it, yeah. it's possible It's possible he reaps the day. Uh, Nick, Nick Westbrook-Akine. I have a secret on him, too. I, did, I think so, too. I think if Shaquille Griffin takes Julio, he's going to have some open time out there. I, I've just listed off what some wide receivers do with six-plus targets. Mm-hmm. I think both Julio and him get six-plus targets. He has 12 targets in the last two games. I have a secret. I'm a, I, I kind of like him here. He's, you can you can make a good case that he, he's he gets, safer than Julio Jones. He gets red zone targets, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the running game... Jeremy McNichols is likely to be back, yeah, which that I think up the works. I think it bites into Hilliard is what it does. I think Devon Deonta Foreman still gets his 15 plus touches on the ground and a little bit of receiving, just a tiny bit, just enough to get him the volume C for me. Um, they've relied, the <laughs> the Jaguars have been pretty good against the run this year, but they've given up a hundred plus rushing yards in three straight. And I think the game script here helps Foreman. Mm-hmm. So C grade for him. Yeah, he's built for goal line. Use and the others really aren't. Yep, that's what I had written down. Goal line use and you know playing with a lead. Yeah, a form and startable in a pinch. Yep. Cowboys take on Washington, and I've moved Zeke up to a C grade from the bench he was at after we learned that Tony Pollard has a torn plantar fascia, 
And apparently it's <sighs> the best case scenario is the tear, the complete tear. And he may actually play on it. But still, you got to figure that that's going to have a pretty significant effect on Pollard's running game and total usage. So even if he does play. So we'll start Zeke here with a C grade, but only a C grade. Because Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. All right. Because Washington ranks number one in total yards allowed to runners at just 93 total yards. And if that, and if he's going to split that, like I don't know, seventy thirty with Pollard, you know, we're knocking him down to like sixty yards. Now the good news is Washington has allowed a touchdown in nine different games, so your best hope here is for a score for Zeke, which could happen, and that's why I'm keeping him with a C grade. Nine times I did that manually. I don't have access to the nine button bar. Nine times. Nine. Fish, you got to be the backup button bar guy over there. Yeah, that's that's very okay. important. Key work over there. Let's go to the passing game, starting with C.D. Lamb. He gets a Washington defense that has allowed at least 90 yards or a score to the opposing number one receiver in four consecutive games. C.D. Lamb is clearly the number one receiver for Dallas. With the return of Michael Gallup, Lamb is playing much more from the slot, and that's where he's going to find Danny Johnson, who has been handling slot duties for Washington over the past couple of games. He's given up a passer rating of 102 in his coverage, and Lamb has a positive matchup uh, has a positive matchup on the rest of the cornerbacks as well if he doesn't line up in the slot. So an A grade, like usual, on C.D. Lamb. Everybody else, though, I've bumped down to C grades because Washington's pass defense has improved a lot and particularly against non-number one receivers. For Amari Cooper, over the four-game win streak, Washington's allowing the fifth-fewest receptions and 11th-fewest yards per game, and non-number one receivers are averaging fewer than two receptions and 23 yards over the last four games. So Cooper, just the C grade. Ditto with Gallup for really all of the same reasons. Let's talk about uh, also C grade. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz, who comes in with a C grade, almost went B here. He's playing 96% of the snaps since Blake Jarwin went down, and he's averaging seven targets, four catches, 50 yards over that span, which is pretty good. Washington's allowing a healthy five catches and 58 yards per game to tight ends, and they've given up the seventh most red zone targets to the position. So Schultz got a decent chance of scoring in this one. Still only have the C grade on him because he really hasn't had, hasn't been a consistent fantasy producer, even with Jarwin out. All right, let's go to the other side for Washington. During this four-game win streak, Antonio Gibson has been a monster, averaging 27 touches for 107 yards and almost a score per game. I think you can safely expect more high volume from Gibson, and particularly if J.D. McKissick can't go, and we won't know. He's shaping it as a game-time decision. Opposing backs against Dallas, who get 17 carries or more, are averaging 100 total yards and uh, 0.6 touchdowns per game. And in two career matchups with Dallas, Antonio Gibson has totaled 40 carries for 243 yards and four touchdowns in two games. <laughs> Dallas, typically pretty stingy against running backs. They've only allowed 82 rushing yards per game and, and six rushing scores per game. So it's not an easy matchup, but on sheer volume, I'm keeping an A grade. He's like a Antonio bell Gibson. horse. Like he's a bell cow and a workhorse combined somehow. Oh, I like that. Could he? Here's your. Here's, it's a sleigh bell, maybe, or a. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a, here. There you go. That might be the answer for Antonio Gibson. Let's go to the passing game. You know what? I didn't mention I did not mention Dak Prescott's great. I'm sorry about that. Back to Prescott for just a second. 
Uh, a B grade on Dak Prescott. If we roll together Lamb and the C grades they gave to Cooper and Gallup and Schultz, um, this is again an improved Redskins. Sorry, formerly Redskins, now Washington uh, defense. Over the past five games, Washington allowing just 223 passing yards and 1.4 touchdowns. So I can't get him quite up to the A grade I'd like to give Dak. And disappointed me last week too. I have an A grade on him last week. He didn't do much. All right. So now back to the uh, back to the Washington passing game. Terry McLaurin's been very hit and miss, which is weird because the bit of the story on McLaurin up until this year had been he'd been very safe. But this year, very hit and miss, and I worry a lot in this game. On the plus side, opponents' number one receivers have generally fared well against Dallas, including recent good games from Tyreek Hill and Hunter Renfro. Cowboys allowing an average of one touchdown per game to wide out since week six. And I guess if there's one touchdown to go around, I don't, who else would get it but Terry McLaurin? So I've got Makes a sense. B grade on him here, but just beware of the dud games that have surrounded much mm-hmm. of his season. And... I mentioned J.D. McKissick earlier. He's got the concussion. He looks like he's uh, trending towards uh, a game-time decision or some maybe something on Saturday or Sunday when we'll learn more. If you believe the Cowboys are going to get head by a lot and he's active, when Washington is losing is when you can play McKissick. Yep. So if you like Dallas in this game, give a C grade to McKissick. And um, it turns out Ricky Seals-Jones has did, a decent chance of going in this game. Did you just leave it up to the listeners to grade him? No, I give him a C. You, if, you said, yeah, I, but if, if you, you like think, it, if you, if you think, think yeah. uh, oh, if you think Dallas is going to be ahead, you. I usually don't do okay. that, but I did. Um, Ricky Seals Jones is probably going to go. He sits tenth among tight ends and red zone targets, despite only seeing thirty-four total targets on the year. So they throw to him a ton in the red zone, which I love. Uh, Dallas is a plus match for tight ends. They're giving up the eleventh most fantasy points per game to the position. So I've got a C grade on Ricky Seals Jones. I'm keeping Taylor Heineke on the bench. He's um, he's been a middling producer. Plus, Dallas's pass defense has improved a lot, allowing per game averages of just 243 yards and 0.8 touchdowns over the past six weeks. And they've shut down far better passers than Heineke lately. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes. Just not enough good targets for Heineke. As well, the last four or five weeks we've been saying go grab Logan Thomas for this amazing stretch. Yeah, and now, well, it's, now it's Ricky it's, Seals Jones. Stays the same with yeah. Ricky Seals if, Jones. If yep. Seals Jones doesn't go, are you, are you thinking about John Bates? No, I will give okay. you next segment. I will give you the okay. sneaky, awesome tight end to pick up. The opportunity is golden, and he is available in your league. You know I'm intrigued. You'll, you'll have Seals to, Jones is going to play though, so he's going to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, but. Regardless, right. we'll tell you who that is when we come back to take a chance on me after this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? 
Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Football Weekly. This is a segment we call Take a Chance on Me. Not nine players, not normally in your starting lineup. We'll tell you who they are beginning at the quarterback position and Scott Fish. Yeah, I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo, who seems to be a staple of this segment <laughs> he really for is. some reason. Yeah. I was just realizing as I was looking at it. Over the last five, the Bengals are allowing an average of 287 yards and two scores to opposing quarterbacks. In comes the 49ers, who over the last month are averaging nearly 30 points per game. There's an employed implied total of 50 here. Uh, I, ju- I just like Jimmy G in this matchup for a score or two and probably somewhere around 250, 300 yards. All right. You're taking a chance on me, quarterback Brian. The Texans are going back to rookie Davis Mills yes. uh, at quarterbacks. I'm, Which I'm is taking a good move. You may as well just for the rest, double, of, the you may as well rest of the season. They named the him. Sorry. Just find out what you got in him to make sure you know if he is a plausible starter going forward. No doubt. And uh, he's got the Seahawks at home this week, which is a pretty good matchup. Over the last three weeks, Colt McCoy, uh, who is just Colt McCoy and didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, threw for 300 yards and two passing touchdowns. And Jimmy Garoppolo just did that last week without Debo Samuel. And Jimmy G is not all that great. So why not Davis Mills? And uh, over Seattle's last five games, opposing quarterbacks were averaging 40 pass attempts Per game, this feels like a spot where Mills will throw it 40-plus times. Seattle also just lost safety Jamal Adams for the season with a shoulder injury. Fellow safety Quandre Diggs, very questionable to play with a calf injury. So I'm kind of feeling mm. a shootout in Houston. I'm liking Davis Mills, and you'll find him You know, you've kind of convinced me on this. On, yeah. on the daily sites, for yeah, sure. No doubt. Uh, Baker Mayfield was not playing well before the bye week, but he was also dealing with shoulder, foot, knee, and groin injuries. So, presumably coming out of this bye week, uh, you'd like to believe two weeks between games that he's in much better shape right now. And you'll remember early in the season, through the first handful of games, he was actually pretty good when he was healthy. He gets the Ravens this week, and this is a wobbly pass defense, allowing per-game averages of 280 passing yards and 1.7 passing touchdowns over the past six games. If Baker Mayfield's going to get 280 and two touchdowns, I'm in. Yeah. And let's remember, the Ravens are now without cornerback Marlon Humphrey, their best cornerback who's lost for the season. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. I like it. 
Let's go to the running back position. Your take a chance on me runners. I'm staying with the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm going with Jeff Wilson. He uh, practiced in full the last couple days. Him and Jamichael Hasty are the only two healthy running backs for the Mm -hmm. 49ers going into this game. And Jeff Wilson had four games with uh, 15-plus touches last year, a few of them in the 20s. He had a 20-touch game just a couple weeks ago when Elijah Mitchell was out. I think he takes back that starting role for this game with Mitchell out. Agreed. Brian, you take a chance at me, runner. I'm going with the Seattle's Rashad Penny uh, at Houston. Just talked about this game. Now, um, Alex Collins likely to make his return, but Rashad Penny was a first-round pick like three years ago. And he's healthy. He's never been healthy, but he's finally healthy. He he, he essentially split work with Adrian Peterson last week, who's just looks washed. washed than ever. And Peterson, there's reports that Peterson won't even be active for this game. Yeah, and, and he shouldn't be. And, and don't read into the, the, the three carries for 80 yards and a touchdown from Travis Homer. That came on a, a fake punt. So right. I feel, it's a gut feel Rashad Penny's going to be the lead back well, that's in That's all game it can be. Against Rashad Penny's <laughs> given you no statistical analysis to suggest he's any good. I swear there's been like two games in his career he's been healthy and he's looked fantastic. <laughs> And that's coming yeah, uh, on Sunday. I and, believe that is true. And it's not hard to look fantastic uh, as a running back against the Texans who are allowing 153 combo yards and 1.25 touchdowns per game to running backs. So that The opportunity is there. Yeah. You're right about that. I'm going Chuba Hubbard as he takes on the Falcons. They fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, mostly because he didn't run enough. Remember Matt Rule saying he wants to run the ball 30 to 35 times? Well, if Cam Newton was my quarterback... I wouldn't want him to pass either. I would want to run the ball as much as possible, both with Cam and with Chuba Hubbard. Doing it during his five starts this year, Hubbard averaged 18 rushes, 83 yards. If those 18 rushes are going to be more now that Joe Brady's gone, well, maybe he's got 100 100 yard upside, and he ran for a touchdown in 82 yards against Atlanta already once this year. So Chuba Hubbard is my choice. Let's go to Scott and your receiver. Yeah, I'm going with Josh Reynolds. He's He's been pretty on fire the last couple weeks playing most of the snaps. He's got that rapport with Jared Goff. This week it came out they want Jared Goff to take more 20-plus yard shots, the more shots deep down the field. He was actually at near the top of the league in that category just a couple of years ago with McVay. Um, Josh Reynolds, been the deep ball guy the last two weeks. Three targets over 20 yards against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Three more against the Vikings. He has three receptions over 25 yards. Um, and he's, his average, average yards per reception is 20 yards yeah I, I think just a few deep plays he's gonna get it okay brian your take a chance on me receiver now i was gonna go with the chargers jalen guyton before keenan allen was ruled out keenan allen now ruled out yeah. so i'm certainly still going with jalen guyton who caught all four of his targets last week for 90 yards and a touchdown uh, it's still to be determined if mike williams is gonna play mm-hmm. in this game that'll make this very much a layup take a chance on me play but the giants our top five in targets yielded and touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. I might have should have went deeper with Josh Palmer, but Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer be- can become very viable this uh, weekend against the Giants. They for sure. can be. Uh, Austin Hooper is my take a chance of me player, and right. I love this opportunity. Now, normally, Austin Hooper is part of a three-man Cleveland rotation to tight end with David mm-hmm. Njoku and Harrison Bryant out. This week, that means with them out, Hooper's going to get all the work. So allow me to tell you what Njoku, Bryant, and Hooper together look like this year. If you give all of their average production to just Hooper, 
Your average game is six catches, 72 yards, and half a touchdown. Who else is almost exactly six catches, 72 yards, and half a touchdown? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. You've got Travis Kelsey in usage for the Cleveland tight ends if you roll them into one guy, and that's Austin Hooper this weekend. Plus, the Ravens allow the second most yards and the fourth most touchdowns to tight ends. What a DFS play Austin Hooper is. If you're struggling at tight end, Darren Waller, whatever. He's out. Austin Hooper. Well, that's the point. Yep. If you got Darren Waller, this is your pivot guy, Austin Hooper. Oh, boy. So, safe to say, across your leagues, you've been a a Hooper scooper? I've been jumping through Hoopers. I think I like Hooper scooper better. (laughs) I like Hooper. I do. It is pretty good, That's good. Falcons take on the Panthers, Brian. We can just dispense with the Kyle Pitts, A++++. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to There's the Kyle Pitts fantasy Fonzie right there for you. We're going to have an in-depth edition of Fantasy Football Weekly <laughs> in the offseason. Do, just devoted to, to yes, that. Yes, will. Will. It'll be a very civil <laughs> conversation, of course, but it's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll start with uh, Pitts' yeah, opposition. The sooner you acknowledge... That I was right the, on this, the, the sooner we can just Well, move there's on. still a lot of season to play, first off. But, yes, we'll get it. Pitts has not lived up to his ADP, but neither have, this like, has been fun. 30 <laughs> of the 40 been, players that were drafted before him either. But we're not going to get into that now. We're going to get into the Panthers. And Chuba Hubbard, you take a chance on me running back charge. Mm-hmm. I also like Amir Abdullah. I'm going to give him a C. Wow. Uh, in week 12, when Mc- Christian McCaffrey went down, Abdullah had 27 snaps to the uh, 11 from Chuba Hubbard. Uh, so in PPR against a team like the Falcons, uh, throw a dart at Amir Abdullah. I know I am in a, in a deeper league, so a C for him, just a B for DJ Moore, uh, the only wide receiver or tight end who matters on the Carolina Panthers at this point. Uh, but far and away, I've seen the most targets from Cam Newton, has notched the most yards, touchdowns, and first down conversions from Cam. The Falcons are allowing a healthy 14 catches, 160 yards, 1.25 touchdowns per game to wide receivers. Moore only had four catches for 59 yards when these teams first met in week eight, but uh, still a B grade for him. Robbie Anderson on the bench and Cam Newton. It's really going one way or the other with Cam. It's like he's going to go off or he's going to go sit on the actual bench. Mm. So I'm going to cut it right down the middle, give him a B, play it safe. I don't, what do you, A, C? Well, you need I'm to make this call, not me. I'm, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. See, they're going to lean on the run game uh, more so than not. I would think, and, and well, it could, that could be Cam Newton. Though I don't know. It could be Cam. Now, keep in mind, he got benched in their last game. Yeah, he looked really. He got bad. benched three times last year. I know. He. It's so. That's the frustrating thing. PJ Walker should be starting this game for Carolina, and he's unfortunately the, he's not. So I'm going to see. He's probably the best passer on the team. Oh, for sure. Uh, over to the. He's he's the best. P.J. Walker is the best passer in this game, and that's including Matt Ryan. He'll throw it out of the way. He's on the bench. 146 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions when these teams first met. He's just god-awful. Uh, Cordell, Cordero Patterson is not, though. I'm going to give him a B. He had 35 rushing yards, 37 receiving yards in the first meeting. Did catch a touchdown. Carolina is very tough on running backs and wide receivers alike, whatever you want to consider Patterson. But the guy's a unicorn. You really can't. I'm only benching him in one league, and it's a guillotine league where I'm in the finals, and I have like five stud right. running backs ahead of Patterson. Uh, he gets a B, and Kyle Pitts still gets a C. Brutal matchup on paper for tight ends. Pitts is a 
wide receiver of courts, of course. <laughs> Carolina treated him as such in the first meeting. Gilmore uh, shadowed him. For Gilmore shadowed him in that game. Uh, Calvin Ridley did not again. play yep. in that in that again. game. Calvin Ridley certainly not playing in this game. Pitts had his worst performance as a pro, just two catches, 13 yards. Not expecting a monster game, but talent and opportunity is still there. So a C for Kyle Pitts. And uh, Russell Gage, I'll throw a, a C dart at him in PPR as well. I'd even go to a B. Think? <laughs> a B? All right. Scott Fish like gives B, him a B. I like Gage a lot this week. All right. Uh, he, missed the, he missed the first meeting. Um, yeah. Well, Kyle Pitts is going to get like triple, quadruple team because he's just such yep. an amazing talent. So <laughs> There you go. Yeah, there, Scott leaves, Fish. Leaves Gage open. I, I co-sign the B on Russell Gage. All right. When we come back. More matchups for you, including 49ers taking on the Bengals. We've already talked about some of the 49ers that Scott Fish likes, including Jimmy Garoppolo, Jeff Wilson. How much upside do you have from guys like Brandon Ayuk? And what do you expect from Debo Samuel if he plays on the groin injury? A huge conundrum for fantasy owners. We'll talk about that when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It is the final segment of our number one of Fantasy Football Weekly. This is a two-hour operation. We're here to get you ready for the fantasy playoffs, your final playoff positioning potentially on the line in this week's game. Mm. Almost everybody's got some kind of movement. Almost nobody's locked into a particular spot quite yet. Probably not. Probably not. We both agree, Scott, that the last spot in your playoffs should be awarded to not the team with the next best record, but it should be awarded to the team with the most points yep, or potentially the team with the best all play record. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Something like that because in this, we a better indicator of a great team instead of schedule luck. schedule luck because you, your team can't play defense. It's not, it's not your fault. If your opponents have scored a lot of points, your, your fantasy team doesn't play defense. So yeah, be creative with that last spot and think about it for next year. If you haven't already set that up. Let's go to some of our matchups, beginning with the 49ers taking on the Bengals. Scott, for the 49ers, you already talked a lot about Jeff Wilson at the running back position, our probable starter. Yes. Is, uh, is Jamichael Hasty a possible play here or not? I think I think he could be a dart throw if you're in a serious bind. I don't have a starting grade on him, but keep in, keep in mind the 49ers give their running backs 30 touches a game, mm-hmm. and it very well could be 20 for Jeff Wilson, and Jamichael Hasty might be able to do something with the 10 he gets, yeah. but I have him as the second end of, of, of those two, and I don't have a starting grade on him. In the passing game, my take a chance on me quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo. I liked him for 250 to 300 yards and a couple scores. That's, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but I have an A grade on Kittle because I think it's obvious at this mm-hmm. point. He's just playing like a beast. Uh, Debo Samuel, if he goes, I have an A grade on him if he oh. goes because he's just been too efficient and productive, and I don't think they will risk him if he's not good to go. I, I think with that groin injury, he can if he can go, he will go. 
I, All right. I, I see, I'm nervous. I see the concern in your face. I know. Does groin like injury plus the, wide receiver the Del- equals trouble? The Dalvin Cook thing from the other night, that's probably your, mm-hmm. your concern. Is he, he could blow up. Or, okay, I'll give him a B grade. I'll give him a B grade out of that concern. How's that sound? Dalvin Cook's groin is in, in his shoulder, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking I'd like about to see that. that the would... Dalvin Cook situation of should I, I start know, them? Kidding. Could they re-injure? Could they leave mm. type of situation? Fine, I'll give him a B grade. I, I still think if he's going, he's probably going to be a top 10 guy. Okay. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I'm giving a B grade either way. If Debo goes or he doesn't, the top receiver against the Bengals, and this is if Debo doesn't go, has top 95 yards in back-to-back and they've the Bengals have allowed five receivers to top 80 yards and or score in just the last two. Uh, so even if even if Debo goes, I think the second receiver can get some work here. Uh, Ayuk himself has topped 85 yards in three of his last five, and he's consistently seen mm-hmm. six-plus targets. Even with Debo Samuel, he was starting to see that, yeah. uh, starting about the midway point. So I have a B grade on Ayuk. On the other side, I have a C grade on Joe Burrow. Only one quarterback has topped 250 yards on the 49ers, and that was all the way back in week one. Wow. That was a long time ago. That was Mm -hmm. almost a full season ago. That includes five quarterbacks under 200 yards. They've allowed multiple touchdowns in back-to-back, but given the way this defense has held down quarterbacks and Burrow's two injuries, which supposedly he's been fine with this week in practice, yeah, the best I can give him is a C grade because this is one of the better offense with the most weapons that the 49ers will have played this season. Yeah, So C grade on Burrow. Higgins, I'm giving an A grade to. He's just too hot, and he's turned into the player that he was last year. And Jamar Chase has fi- has kind of taken a backseat. Not kind of. Yeah. And if you look at the early season stats, the targets and receptions, and they were going. They were going Higgins' way. Chase was just getting the, the big, big touchdowns. Plays, yeah. And we talked about that earlier in the year. Those big touchdowns aren't coming anymore. Mm-hmm. And Chase's best output in the last five weeks is 52 yards. He scored twice in that stretch. The upside is there. So I have a B grade on, on Chase, an A grade on Higgins, because I think he's going to get the bulk of the work. I have Tyler Boyd on the bench, just too inconsistent, only top 60 yards four times this year. Now we get to the running game. Joe Mixon has been dinged up and sick this week. Mm -hmm. He was dinged up last week. He came back in, scored a touchdown. He played the rest of the game. But he's been been with an illness this week. I have an A grade on Mixon if he goes because I think that means he's over his illness. And and so over the last five weeks, 49ers are surprisingly fourth worst against fantasy running backs, allowing seven rushing touchdowns in those five games. Mm. Mixon himself has nine straight games with a touchdown. I probably could have phrased that to get a nine times out there, but we'll work it in anyway. Yeah. Uh, but keep an injury, an eye on that injury, that uh, that illness because if he doesn't go, Piran becomes interesting in this spot. I would give him a C grade or maybe even a B grade just because of pure t- a ton of volume in yeah. a high. Niners run defense offense. pretty good though. Yeah, it's just recently they're giving up so many touchdowns to running backs. But that's all I have for that. Ravens take on the Browns. And on the Ravens' side, I want to start with Devon Freeman. Browns allowing 115 total yards per game to opposing running backs. That is the sixth fewest. I don't love this matchup. Freeman, though, averaging 17 touches per game since taking over as the starter and had 17 touches last time he played the Browns two weeks ago. But he only that only equaled 60 total yards. His second lowest output as the starter. I don't love him here, but just on volume, we'll give a C grade to Devonta Freeman. Let's go to the receivers now. Marquise Brown comes in with a B grade. 
after scoring six times in the first seven games, they're all like, Marquise Brown, every week starter, touchdown machine. He's now been held scoreless for a month. He'll face speedy cornerback Denzel Ward primarily this week, who's held opponents to just 25 yards per game in his coverage. Hollywood Brown tangled uh, with the Browns for a 100-yard game in the last matchup in a score uh, two, in two meetings last year. And Ward played every snap of the 100-yard game, so he could do a little something here. Also monitor Cleveland cornerback Greg Newsom, who suffered a concussion in practice. If he misses this game, you could bump Marquise Brown up to an A. I'm keeping. I'm putting Rashad Bateman on the bench yeah, at this point. Yeah, you got point. it at this point. A massive yep. decrease in playing time the past two weeks. Apparently, mm-hmm. the team has decided they don't think he's ready yet, and we're seeing a lot more of Sammy Watkins and yeah. Devin Duvernay, so he's out. Mark Andrews comes in with a B grade. Over the last five weeks, Andrews has seen a position-leading 47 targets, and in his last matchup against Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, Andrews caught four of 10 targets for 65 yards and a touchdown. Browns are... Kind of a middle-of-the-pack tight end defense, giving up the 19th most fantasy points on the year. But if you look at just the last five weeks, they've been the seventh easiest matchup for tight ends, so maybe trending the better direction here. So B-grade on Mark Andrews. If I were to ask you guys and listeners, without, don't look it up, just top of your head, how many games has Lamar Jackson had a rushing touchdown in this year? What if I know this answer? Then don't answer. Okay. Don't play along. I'll let Brian. Uh, three. Would be my guess. How about one? Yeah, that one game with a rushing touchdown for Lamar Jackson this year. Do you at least have two in that one game? Yeah, two in All the right, one that's game. Good. But yeah, that's and he has exactly one touchdown by Lance or Air in nine different games this year. Nine mm. times. Nine, nine times. times. Only one touchdown. Only one touchdown. That's depressing. He does have two hundred yard games. <laughs> That helps a little. Two hundred yard passing game? No, two games where two one hundred yard rushing, rushing games. Yeah. Yes, that, that, I mean that certainly helps. Um, it's three straight underwhelming fantasy games for Lamar Jackson, including a game against these same Browns two weeks ago when they held him to just one hundred sixty five passing yards and sixty eight rushing yards and one score. Cleveland comes out of its bye, allowing just one hundred seventy five passing yards per game over the last three. That is awesome pass defense. C grade on Lamar Jackson, oh and that is it. He's I, he's at this point he's lost the benefit of the doubt. I can't put him on the bench because the rushing numbers keep him fantasy startable, but the passing numbers just aren't good enough. Your grades are basically chopping my guillotine league right now. <laughs> I'm sorry chopping about that. Me. Your team, yeah, it's getting hit. Let's go to the Cleveland side. You may recall Baker Mayfield was my take a chance on me quarterback. Austin Hooper was my take a chance on me receiver. That leaves us with Jarvis Landry. You'll want to monitor his knee injury here. He's coming into this game as a game-time decision. You know how many touchdowns Jarvis Landry has on the season? Zero. Zero. He he has commanded at least eight targets in four of the last six games, and he is the best of the available receivers, assuming he plays for Baker Mayfield. Didn't he Uh, have, like... Is it like last year in Miami, I have like 110 catches and he like did. one, one remember touchdown. That? Yeah. yeah, remember that? I remember that season very well. Um, Baltimore could, uh, he'll go up against Baltimore's Tavon Young in the slot. He gives up a 73% catch rate. So I've got a C grade in Jarvis Landry just for sheer volume. He'll probably find his way to like 50, 60 receiving yards. He'll be scoreless there. So a C grade on Landry. Your dart throw here, 
is Donovan Peoples-Jones, a guy we mention on this show a lot who never quite seems to produce to the level we would like. He's shown flashes in the last month, producing a three-game stretch in which he averaged 86 yards, and he scored three times. Baltimore secondary has allowed four 100-yard receivers in their last three games and are now without Marlon Humphrey for the rest of the season. So an opportunity there. Let's go to the running game. Nick Chubb, in his last game against this team two weeks ago, he put up 16 rushing yards and two yards per carry, both his lowest numbers since his rookie year in any one game. Baltimore's run defense is fantastic, allowing only 72 rushing yards per game, fourth fewest on just 3.9 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Chubb just a B here, and I've got a C grade on Kareem Hunt. We'll try to get something more done through the air a little bit, but this is also, again, very tough uh, team to run upon, and I don't expect a lot there. And he was held to just 20 yards and 2.9 yards per carry two weeks ago. So only the C grade on Kareem Hunt. Our final set of matchups is the Seahawks taking on the Texans. Brian, you already told us that you like Rashad Penny in this game. But let's flip it over to the passing game. What do you think about Russell Wilson coming off a nice outing? Yeah, Penny was my take a chance. I mean, running back, if I'm going to pick one from Seattle, it is him uh, to the passing game. And Russell Wilson, going to give him a B. He has not looked great or even really that good since coming back from injury, but he has topped 230 passing yards with two passing touchdowns in back-to-back games. Houston has allowed the third most passing yards, but just 17 passing touchdowns, which is less than one and a half per game. That said, the Texans have allowed the most rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, Wilson Still a threat on the ground, so after all that, I'm going to give him a B, uh, as well as both of his wide receivers, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. The Texans are allowing the second-most receptions and the third-most yards per game to opposing receivers over the last five weeks. Lockett's been uh, pretty good over the last two two games. Three catches for 96 yards, and last week, seven catches for 68 and a touchdown. Hopefully, he can uh, stay consistent. Gerald Everett, though. Oh, dropped uh, that brutal <laughs> touchdown last week. Yeah, the, and it almost resulted in interception. He also lost two fumbles. I think he's in the doghouse. Basically, I don't. I don't trust him to get enough playing time in this one. They might lean on Will Disley a little more at tight end for the Seahawks. So Gerald Everett is on the bench. Over to the Texans side. Brandon Cooks going to give him a B. He's seen a thirty percent target share when Davis Mills is at quarterback. The Seahawks have been somewhat tough against wide receivers lately, recently holding Devontae Adams and Terry McLaurin below their standards. But I mentioned in Take a Chance to Me, they will be definitely be without starting safety Jamal Adams and uh, likely without uh, their other safety, Condre Diggs. So a B for Cooks based on volume alone. Nico Collins, I don't expect, expect yeah. much from him. He's on the bench, but it's still a good dynasty stash. Now, normally we don't talk about Texans tight ends. But uh, for good reason, <laughs> because Brevin Jordan and Pharaoh Brown last week combined for six catches on nine targets. Sadly, they're not one person, but no. Brevin Jordan might not play in this game. If he does not, Pharaoh Brown walks into a matchup against the third easiest team against tight ends. That is the Seahawks allowing six catches, 63 yards per game to the position. So Pharaoh Brown, uh, keep an eye on him if Brevin Jordan is ruled out. Davis Mills is my take a chance to me quarterback. I think mm-hmm. he'll throw the ball at least 40 times in this game. And uh, 
Lastly, the running backs. We don't really talk about the Texans' running backs much. Well, much. Rex Burkhead is the starter. Yeah, David, I, a lot I, of work. Pretty inefficient. Yeah, but, all I the mean, work. It's a lot that's, of that's it. Is a lot of volume against a bad run defense. It is, but David Johnson might take a chance on me running he's, back. He's back this week, though, so I he think that back. eads into. The, but the Johnson's Burkhead. not getting much use either. He, well, yeah. he was hurt last week. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not recommending ask, you I'm start not, a Texans running back. That's all I'm saying. Neither if you're in I. a pinch, if you're in a pinch, yeah, deep league in a pinch, then I think you could go Rex Burkhead. Right. That's probably it. Uh, a couple of quickies for you between now and uh, the end of this segment. Where, and I want the exact spot where Cooper Cup will be drafted in fantasy leagues next mm. year. I want the round and position, Scott. Round one, sixth spot. Brian. Yeah, six or seven, and probably going to be wide receiver one, I would think, overall in drafts. I mean, it's going to go, it's going to go uh, Jonathan Taylor, then Javante mm-hmm. Williams, then AJ Dillon, <laughs> like all the all the ones people love. I mean, yeah, not AJ Devontae Dillon. Adams. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. Devontae Adams might go before I Cup in higher. some leagues, but I think he's going to go three. Easily. I think you got the first two right. And then I think it's going to go Cooper Cup three in part because the running back position yeah. burned so many people last year. There's going to be a greater to willingness to, to pivot next year yeah. to go to wide receiver, and it'll be Cooper Cup. When we come back, plenty more matchups and three tough questions. Play along as our panel of experts try to go 3-0. and oh, It's Fantasy Football Weekly brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly, hour number two. I'm Paul Charchi, and my co-hosts are Scott Fish and Brian Johnson. You can follow Scott at ScottFish24 on yep. Twitter. Brian is at BTXJ on Twitter, and I am at Paul Charchian. Tough question number one. For the rest of the season, Aaron Jones will outscore A.J. Dillon by A, a lot, mm-hmm. B, a little, Okay. Or C, no, no, no. Dylan will outscore Jones. What do you think, Scott? <sighs> okay. I'll start by ruling out a lot. I don't think, unless there's an injury, either one of these guys is going to outscore the other by a ton. Um, just because Dylan's been getting so much more work recently, uh, it would almost require missing time. Although Dylan got more work in week 12 after Jones' one-game absence, Jones wasn't 100%. The bye week's probably going to help that. Jones has a proven track record for you know being efficient at the goal line and a much mm-hmm. smoother passer. He just looks like a much smoother passer. Even though Dylan can catch, he just isn't as smooth and does, isn't as efficient, doesn't get as much production from it. Even if they split more down the mil- middle down the stretch, I still think Jones outscores him not by a lot, but just a little. So okay. I'm going a little. A little. All right. Yeah. Brian, for the rest of the season, Aaron Jones will outscore A.J. Dillon by a lot, a little, or Dillon will outscore Jones. Yeah, Fish took uh, most of my talking points. He mentioned in Week 12, Dillon outscored Jones by a lot in that game. Jones was kind of a surprise active in that Mm -hmm. one, and and the Packers kind of controlled that game against the Rams, so they didn't really need to push Jones to a, a certain extent, so... Packers are on their bye. I still think they they go Dylan. Uh, I'm sorry, Jones as the lead back. Uh, they'll certainly mix in AJ Dylan a lot. He's he's proven able to play at a very high level. But I, I'm with Fish in that uh, Jones will outscore Dylan by a little bit. You guys uh, hit all of my talking points pretty much here. It is the correct answer is Aaron Jones will outscore AJ Dylan by a little. Um, but I think it's it's really really close, and this I think this is a hard back. question. Yeah. If you go back, I think it was weeks ten and eleven or eleven and twelve when they were both healthy last. It was fourteen touches to fifteen touches mm. for Dylan and Jones. It was that close, and Dylan is viewed as a cold weather mutter, as evidenced by last year's Tennessee game it's in the blustery stuff. Yes, <laughs> twenty one carries in that game. Um, but also really salient to this topic is Dylan's improvement as a receiver. He's caught 13 passes the past three yep. weeks. Not but, a lot of yards, but to Scott's but point, he isn't as natural of yep. a receiver yep. as Jones is. So I'm still giving the edge to Jones by a little bit. He's healthy. He's a proven special talent. And he's the better receiver, and he still gets more snaps and touches. The correct answer is a little. Tough question number two. If Saquon Barkley posts a dud this week against the hapless Chargers run defense, do you sabotage drop him next Tuesday? And for listeners that are maybe new to the show, the sabotage drop is when you drop a brand name player early in the week for the express purpose of having somebody use up waiver equity and then start somebody who's ultimately going to hurt them. Yes. That's the premise of the sabotage drop. Saquon Barkley next week. Brian. Yeah, if he drops a dud against the Chargers on Sunday, I don't know how much of a sabotage drop it will be because this is the best matchup Barkley's got on the rest of his schedule. But, uh, yeah, if he drops a dud, I'm dropping Barkley for sure. I mean, the Giants' season is lost. Not to say that Dave Gettleman 
uh, and or Joe Judge, the head coach, are going to do the right thing because they're pretty much going to get fired, I think. But they should shut down Barkley for the remainder of the year, especially if he doesn't have a good game against the Chargers. Something uh, There are many things clearly wrong uh, with that franchise. So, yeah, if he, if he doesn't go off against – you know, even if he has a good game against the Chargers. Yeah, I almost took that part I, out I think of you question. should. I think you really should. I think that makes more uh, of a sabotage drop. So, I, either way, yeah, I'm sabotage dropping Saquon Barkley, unless I'm, like, super desperate at running back. But right. overall, yeah. Scott. It. No, no. Because unless you're in a 10-team league or a league with 12 roster spots, you're not finding better running back options out there, and you're neither are your league mates. That We're talking about starting guys like Pirine and, and Wilson and Hasty, and we just talked about Burkhead maybe being a start, and you're going <laughs> to... They're not producing what Barkley is, even in Barkley's duds game. You're not... You're, you're only helping your opponent to, you know, not have to start Burkhead and being able to get Saquon Barkley. The whole point of your sabotage drop is, again, to make an opponent use waiver wire equity. Would that happen if you dropped Saquon Barkley? How much waiver wire money do people have left at this point in week 14? Answer is yes. And then would this per- would somebody who picks him up then feel compelled to start Barkley and he'll ultimately hurt them? Answer, Yes. The lat this the Chargers are your last good spot. The rest of the schedule is straight brutality for the Giants. There are no positive matchups left. In fact, every single team left is in the top quarter in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. We don't know when, if ever, Daniel Jones will return to help the offense. And at some point, they may just shut down massive parts of their wide receivers since these guys can never get healthy. And this is Pro Football Focus's 24th-ranked run-blocking line, and that's not going to help Barkley either. Answer, yes. We're taking a chance on guys like Rashad Penny. <laughs> Tough question I'd rather number go to war three. With wow. Okay. Appropriate level of concern for... James Robinson, is it none, some, or a bowel-loosening level of existential dread? Scott. He's the best player on the team. Urban took a bunch of heat this week. We've mentioned it. I mentioned this already. I think it's a sneaky, squeaky wheel game. I think they get him a lot more work going forward. I uh, I think that's the way this goes. However, this offense doesn't move the ball very well. And as far as coaching goes, Urban Meyer makes Matt Nagy look like Andy <laughs> Reid. Like, Urban Meyer is not good. So, for those factors, not the production on the field, but for those factors, I'm going to yeah. say some. Okay, some. Yeah. All right, Brian. I- appropriate level of concern for James Robinson. None, yeah. some, or blowed. Are you... I'm so tired of the benching of running backs after they fumble. Like, they're doing it on purpose. Like, putting them in the corner, like, with the dunce cap. Like, you'll learn your lesson never to fumble again. Urban was like, Belichick does it, so it's got to work for me, too. (laughs) It's just such a tired practice. I'm so, ugh. Anyway, uh, I'm at some, too, and it's really just because, not because of uh, the disciplinary reasons that I fear uh, that Urban Meyer might bestow upon uh, Mm -hmm. James Robinson moving forward. It's just the offense is pretty bad, and uh, Robinson is the best player. He does have two promising matchups uh, starting next week uh, with the Texans and then the Jets in Week 16. So, uh, but still, not I'm not blowed on J. Rob, uh, not a little, but just some some concern for him. Um, here's your average game for James Robinson going all the way back to Week Six. Week Six was a long time ago. That's the middle of October. Ten carries, 
43 yards, 0.4 touchdowns. That's it for James Robinson. And he chips in almost nothing as a receiver. 10 carries, 43 yards. That's terrible. That's who you sabotage. Heel injury is an ongoing problem for him. And if you just watch James Robinson run the ball, you can tell that foot is bothering him. He's not running with the same gusto that he used to run with. Jaguars have the 26th-ranked run-blocking offensive line by Pro Football Focus. No help coming there. Second lowest scoring overall offense at just 15 points per game for Jacksonville. And defenses don't have to sweat the passing game because they don't have one. Trevor Lawrence having a dismal season so far. And lastly, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel's usage of Robinson is downright dispiriting. The correct answer? Blowed. Oh, man. No. I can feel it in my insides. A bowel loosening <laughs> level of existential dread every time I think of starting. I think I smell James something. Rob- that might, that, I'm not ruling it out. That is possible. Let's go to the Lions taking on the Broncos. Scott, TJ Hawkinson not expected to go in this no. game. Your player, your offensive player of the week is Jared Goff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like that setup? <laughs> yeah, I, I did not see that coming. I actually, I have Goff on the bench. I, I know it's crazy, but I just think he's not going to produce much. He's thrown for under 220 yards in over half his games. Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, he had a good game last week. That Good for Jared Goff. Uh, the Broncos are, uh, are, are allowing opposing quarterbacks an average of 235 yards, barely over a touchdown and about one interception per game. That's, that's probably the ceiling for golf in, in this one. Uh, I am going to give a couple starting grades here though. With Hawkinson out, I had my take a chance on me player be Josh Reynolds. I love his rapport with Goff and what he's done recently. Goff can throw for 200 and two receivers can have okay days. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 80 yards for each and maybe a score for one of them. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, who is the leading receiver, wide receiver for the Lions, as I said before the season, it just wasn't very fantasy startable. (laughs) I got the call right. Not for fantasy, though. Uh, I have a secret on him. Uh, he's on the field like 93% of the time. He gets six. To, he had 12 targets last week, but he's getting six plus targets a game. I think with Hawkinson out, they're going to have to lean on Brown and Reynolds. They have no other options. Mm. So I can see a 10 plus target, a six to 10 plus target game for both Reynolds and Brown in this one. So I have C grades. They, they might just get there on volume. Maybe they get you a score. In the running game, <laughs> Jamal Williams is placed on the COVID list on Friday. Yes. Which means it's, it's ex- he's vaccinated, so he could have a negative test Saturday. Maybe they test him Sunday. Maybe he can play, but it's pretty unlikely he's going to go. We're looking at a, a stack of Jamar Jefferson and uh, Godwin Igwebikwe. Yes. Uh, it, I think Igwebikwe. It's come to this. Yeah, would be the one that gets the majority. He he had a lot more snaps than uh, than Jamar Jefferson last week. He play, He's played the backup role more. Or maybe, and watch what this is going to happen. They're going to pro- promote Cutstown, Cutstown, University Golden Bear product, Craig Reynolds off the practice squad. And he is going to vulture a touchdown so that everybody on Sunday is like, who is Craig Reynolds? That could happen, actually. That's probably what's going to happen. 
If you like anyone in this game, it's probably Godwin Equibique, but I have them both, all three of them on the bench, even if they yeah. uh, bring up Craig Reynolds. Tough matchup anyway. But you heard Craig Reynolds here if, right. if he scores a touchdown. Uh, on the other side, Teddy Bridgewater. Ugh. I have him on the bench. <laughs> Don't worry. I can tell by your sigh. He hasn't had a multiple score game in five weeks. They mainly lean on their run game, which is what they should do with, with those running backs. They have talented receivers. Yeah. The problem's Teddy. The problem isn't Jerry yes. Judy. That, it's not Sutton either. And Sutton Corlin is a Sutton, good receiver. No. So is Tim Patrick. But Sutton hasn't topped 40 yards in the last five weeks oh, since Jerry what a Judy came back. That's been. So he's on the bench. Jerry Judy, I do have a B grade on. He's got 30 targets since returning. That's six per game. Unfortunately, he hasn't scored at all this year, and he's averaging just 55 scoreless yards. Yeah. He's had a couple 80-yard days. You Only know, a B grade because yeah, it's the Lions. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's the matchup. Uh, the opposing top receiver against the Lions this year averages 111 yards. Not that's bad. the average of the top receiver against the Lions. Most of them went over 100, obviously, with that average. Mm-hmm. So B grade on Jerry Judy. Uh, for the tight ends, Fant and Albert O, I have on the bench. They're monopolizing each other, and most of their work is at the line of scrimmage, and they don't get yards after the catch. <laughs> like it's like it's a perfect storm of of I don't know <laughs> terribleness. <laughs> uh, with the running game, B grade on Javante Williams and a C grade on Melvin Gordon, who I do think goes. I know they were splitting the work very evenly before Melvin Gordon was out on injury. I think now they start to lean more and more towards Javante Williams after what they saw. The Lions have been... Man, I hope you're right, but this sounds like wishful fantasy guy talk. He's coming in dinged up, too, though. Well, I know, but Gordon Gordon practiced all week. You know, this is going to... I think this is going to be way more frustrating than fantasy owners want to believe. I like the Denver beat writer who said, Gordon practicing, which is good news, and everyone's like, who? To who? Yeah, right. I want Gordon to be healthy. Like, good for Gordon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, though. Come on. Contract next year. We want bell cow Javante Williams every week. Well, no. And Gordon said this week he wants to come back next year to the Broncos. Okay. No. No. (laughs) No. Not welcome. Sorry. He will not be the two over. Javante won't be the two overall. But he'll be a third rounder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lions have given up twelve scores. To or giving up uh, touchdowns to twelve different running backs this year, so I, I have starting grades on both those guys. All right, when we come back, Raiders take on the Chiefs. The trickiest play of the entire week is Patrick Mahomes. We will give you the vast range of possible outcomes on Patrick Mahomes. We were just talking Broncos and Broncos receivers, of course. I think we all want to pay our respects to Demarius Thomas. Yeah, great True legend. Four consecutive top 12 PPR finishes from 2012 to 2015 among all positions. The guy is just an absolute legend. Rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. And for your fantasy necessities for this weekend, Patrick Mahomes. When we come back, what in the world to do with him? He's tortured your fantasy team for the better part of six weeks. We'll tell you what to expect when we return. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish. Brian Johnson with you. We continue on through the matchups of week number 14. Raiders at Chiefs. I want to start with the running game of the Raiders and Josh Jacobs, who did nothing when these teams met 10 weeks ago. Sorry, in week 10. But the Raiders were playing from behind throughout that game and got completely smoked in the second half. So, you know, the running game was never really a factor. Jacobs is sitting on a high-volume game in all probability here because Kenyon Drake's out and Jalen Richard is likely to miss the game with COVID. So you're going to see a lot of Josh Jacobs in this game. Casey is a good run defense. Only Javante Williams last week was able to top 86 rushing yards. And it took Javante Williams 23 carries to get there. But Casey is allowing the eighth most receptions and the third most receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. And I think Josh Jacobs will help chip in some through the air uh, mileage for you as well. Seven different backs have topped five catches against Kansas City. And I think Jacobs is going to get to that five catch mark and, and potentially over that. So B grade on Josh Jacobs. This Somewhat random. I haven't fully fact-checked this, but Jacobs is only one month older than Najee Harris, I That's believe. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go over to the uh, passing game, and I want to start with receiver Hunter Renfro, who's been very consistent. And with Waller out of the lineup last week, he saw double-digit targets for the first time this year, notched his second consecutive 100-yard game last week. He has now scored or hit 100 yards in four of the last five games. He's been highly startable ever since the Henry Ruggs situation. Renfro tagged KC for a touchdown in Week 10. Slot corner Legereus Sneed gives up a 76% catch rate and a passer rating of 107, and he gave up his fourth score of the year last week. So Hunter Renfro comes in with a solid B here. Foster Moreau was a popular pivot at tight end last week. Oof, I liked him last week, and he was, he was bad. Out. Well, he wasn't bad. They just didn't throw to him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you go back to the well a little bit here. Um, and on the season, the Chiefs are allowing the eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. 
They've been better lately, though, allowing the second-fewest fantasy points to tight ends over the past five weeks. In the Week 10 meeting, Waller, healthy then, was targeted seven times but turned him into just 24 scoreless yards. I've got a C grade on Foster Moreau because who else do you even throw to? Well, throw to All Jacobs, Renfro. throw to Renfro. That's a then 23 targets to Renfro. It might be. Derek Carr, if those are the receiver grades I've got, um, I like Derek Carr at just a C level here. Mm-hmm. Since the Ruggs tragedy, the Raiders passing game just hasn't been the same. Who knew Henry Ruggs on the limited usage he was getting was so pivotal? But, but he kept the top off. He kept a safety deep, et That's exactly it, I think. Further complicating matters, no Darren Waller here. Uh, Carr's track record against the Chiefs is solid. Multiple touchdowns in three straight games, including his 261-yard two-touchdown game in Week 10 against this same team. But the Chiefs' secondary has become really good. Remember how terrible the Chiefs were at the start of the season? It's reversed completely. Since Week 6, the Chiefs have per-game averages of just 228 yards and one touchdown pass per game. That's it. Derek Carr, C grade. Now let's go to the toughest call of the entire week. I think by a mile. Patrick Mahomes. And what do you do with him? So, when these teams met in Week 10, Mahomes went berserk, throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns. But in the five games surrounding the Raiders game, he's averaging 218 yards and 0.4 touchdowns. It's it's been bad. How bad is 218 yards and 0.4 touchdowns? The only starting quarterback over that same span with worse than 218 yards and 0.4 touchdowns is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. That's it. The only quarterback worse than Mahomes. Yeah. And on top of everything else, the Raiders secondary has been on the whole awesome this year, except for the Mahomes game in week 10. (laughs) So this is why it's so hard. Yeah. I think Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence have more combined commercials than passing touchdowns this season. <laughs> you may be correct about that. Uh, Vegas ranks number two in pass rush by Pro Football Focus. They've got the excellent cornerbacks, Casey Hayward and impressive rookie Nate Hobbs. Three of the fast past five quarterbacks to face the Raiders haven't even hit 196 passing yards. I went between a B and C grade on Patrick Mahomes for a long time. <laughs> uh, what, what could you do in this Instance, I don't know. Because I'm a man about it, we go whole letter grades, and I decided on a B grade for Patrick Mahomes. He is my 11th-ranked quarterback this week. Tyreek Hill faced the Raiders secondary in Week 10, torched him for two touchdowns in that game. They gave up five in the game. Um, But here's the funny thing. They, They found ways to get him not on Casey Hayward, primarily because they ran him in the slot a lot. And they could do that again here. That puts... Tyreek Hill up against Nate Hobbs, and Hobbs is pretty good, but it also puts him up against safety Jonathan Abram, and that's where Hill roasted this team. And if they can get that Abram matchup again, I like Hill. I've got a B grade on him, but he has also struggled significantly over the past six weeks. He's had dud games, so there is some caution here, and that's why you only have the B grade on Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey coming off a down game. He smoked the Raiders in Week 10 like everybody else did. Um, and the Raiders have struggled defending tight ends. They're 31st in fantasy points allowed to the position, including consecutive top 12 finishes by opposing tight ends. So an A grade on Travis Kelsey in this game. Let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
Over the last five games, the Raiders are allowing 150 total yards per game to opposing running backs, which if put over the whole season would be sixth most. Starters are doing most of the damage. Starters alone are averaging over 110 total yards in a score against the Raiders. I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is is seeing more and more playing time as he gets healthier and now really should be at full health. We've got a B grade on Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this matchup. I like him here. Giants take on the Chargers, Brian. There is not much left of this Giants offense. Let's start with Saquon Barkley. We talked, as we alluded to in the last segment, this feels like the last great chance to start Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he was put on the injury report this week with an ankle issue, so just monitor that, but he he's likely to play. And if he does, it's a good matchup. I'll give him a B if Barkley suits up. The the, the uh, Chargers are allowing more than 140 combo yards and one whole touchdown per game to uh, opposing running back. So a B for Barkley. And if for some reason he does sit, Devontae Booker, uh, an easy C for him, who, who will fill in as the starting running back if Barkley is out. Uh, speaking of out, Kadarius Tony is out at wide receiver. Sterling Shepard is questionable, but you pretty much just always rule out Sterling Shepard if he's questionable at this point in the week. So that leaves us with Kenny Galladay. And Darius Slayton, uh, talking about the Giants wide receiver is just in- incredibly depressing. You know, uh, you don't have to do it. You're I know. not they're, obligated they're, to it they're all. Both Nobody on, cares. They're both on the bench, Galladay and Slayton. Yeah, Chris Harris, likely to uh, play. He's uh, on the COVID reserve list uh, as of now, but uh, he should play. Asante Samuel should make his return. He missed last week uh, with a non-COVID issue. So Galladay, Slayton on the bench. Evan Engram. I will give him a C. The Chargers have surrendered the second-most touchdowns to the tight end position at nine, but uh, Mike Glennon is your quarterback. Not like Daniel Jones is no. any better, but, I mean, no. just... He's probably a little better, but... If you're starting... Jingles had all these positive matchups that we, we, we keep thinking, well, this is a positive matchup. It never materializes for him. Go get... Uh, Maybe he's uh, just uh, not good. Go be a, a Hooper scooper, or even yeah, uh, Nick Vanette, or, or, or Pharaoh Brown, even. like so mm-hmm. Better options than Evan Engram out there. Uh, okay, that's enough uh, for the Giants. Over to the Chargers side. Austin Eckler, easy A here. The Giants are allowing 150-plus combo yards per game. Uh, easy A for Eckler. Sadly, an easy bench for Keenan Allen, who's been ruled out with the virus. Uh, it was a great matchup for him. The Giants are top five in targets yielded and touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. So if Mike Williams plays, he gets an A. Uh, very good games in two of his last three. But if for whatever reason, he's ruled out. Well, Jalen Guyton was my ticket chance to be wide receiver before anyone was ruled out. But now... yes. Keenan Allen out. If Mike Williams is out, Jalen Guyton gets an A, I no. guess. Oh, that's, <laughs> I don't that know. seems high. That's, that's, but that's maybe a B. <laughs> we'll go under the presumption that Mike Williams plays. I don't plays think Mike Williams a. not playing helps Guyton. I think it no, hurts it, Guyton. You're probably right. So uh, Guyton, uh, a very solid C. And then again, Josh Palmer. Keep that keep that name in mind. Rookie Josh Palmer could uh, be very viable if Williams sits. So uh, you, you're still going to want to start whatever healthy pass catchers are out there for the Chargers. Let's put it that way against the Giants, uh, including Jared Cook at tight end. I'm a little worried about Donald Parham stealing some targets from Cook. But, uh, He's scoring in this one. A sol- Cook you're is? Or, or Parham. He's scoring in this one. Cook? No, Parham. Parham. Okay, well, we're, we're Parham. I, I we're hope Parham so. I got him in a ton, of, a ton of best ball leagues. I, I would, I would much rather have Parham score over Cook, but a good matchup. Giants allowing uh, five and a half catches, nearly sixty yards per game to the tight end, and Justin Herbert. I mean, his grade obviously depends on the availability of Mike Williams, but even if Williams is out, you still gotta love the air bear in this one. I'll give him just a safe B against the Giants. Good quarterbacks. <laughs> 
have fared well against the Giants. Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, uh, still a good quarterback, I guess, uh, and Tom Brady uh, combined to average 284 yards and two and a half t- passing touchdowns against the Giants this year. So Air Bear could do the same. Bills take on the Bucks, Scott, and yeah. we're going to throw out last week's game. Yep. Don't care anything about That's what happened in the, the, the cold wind game. First, we're throwing out <laughs> last, last week's, week's Monday. Game. Perfect. All right, great. <laughs> Monday night slog. Fest. All right, yeah. so talk to me about the Bills and this offense and what you like against the Buccaneers. So earlier I mentioned this this game is to you off, off air. air. I, yeah. I said this game is basically all A's, maybe a few B's. So I went and checked. This game compa- com- has two quarterbacks in both of our top five, mm-hmm. three wide receivers, Receivers in both of our top 15. Wow. And two tight ends in both of our top six. All right. And a running back in both of our top five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's a lot to like here. So there's a lot to like here. On the Bills side, my number two quarterback, for, number one quarterback for the week, actually, uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> A grade. Uh, thrown out last week's game, but before that, La- Before last week, he had multiple scores of nine of his last ten. The Bucks started the season poor against quarterbacks, have held down passing numbers decent recently. But those quarterbacks were Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, Tyler Heineke, Daniel Jones. Just some pure tossy tossers right there. Tossy tossers. <laughs> just really good quarterbacks that have held down. <laughs> um, the last two weeks, Wentz and Ryan managed to throw for about 300 each. Uh, Bucks D is healthier, but Allen's still getting the grade. 300 plus and a couple scores, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs, A grade, reminds, remains the only wide receiver you can start with confidence, in my yeah. opinion. The other three just monopolize each other too much. None of the other three are f- even finding their way to weigh to 50 yards very often. Oh. So the top receiver against the Bucks has had 100-plus and or scored in four of the last fives, five games, and Diggs himself has scored in six of the last seven before that Monday night game. Right. He also sees t- uh, nine targets per game. So A grade on Stefan nine Diggs. Times. Nine times. B grade on Dawson Knox. Despite saying I was throwing out the Monday night game, yeah. <laughs> he still had six targets. Which a is couple, pretty impressive. A couple drops, one knocked there out of his hands. Drops, yes. uh, but still, they trusted him in that weather for six targets, which I kind of like. And they throw to him in the end zone. Yep. This year, he has scored nine times. Nine times. <laughs> which is, that's nine a lot for a tight end. It is. And is constantly looked to in the red zone. Just con- like he's he gets firemuth like level <laughs> looks in the red zone. Well, he's missed a few games too, which yeah. is even more impressive. Yep. Bucks are bottom ten against tight ends, although it's been more like death by a thousand paper cuts. A ton of twenty to fifty yard days by multiple tight ends on the same team. Knox gets basically all, all the tight ends. Yeah. So right. uh all the running backs are on the bench though. I will say last week's Moss output, they they weren't going to have Brady in there. He's a pass catcher. They were not going to have him in there for that that, you know, windy, snowy game. That mm-hmm. that wasn't going to be his game. Right. I think he comes back for this one. If you're really in a pinch, maybe, but I have a bench grade on him. Over to the Tampa Bay side. A grade on Tom Brady. He's my number three quarterback. I think he's like your number four or five. Yeah, uh, it's the the whole thing. It it pivots on Tre'Davious White not you know being out now yes, on IR exactly and exactly with, without him, that takes a that takes a really key element of this Buffalo passing game off Absolutely. the field. We didn't it didn't matter last week because nobody threw against Buffalo, but yep. it will this week. Yep. And, and this game has an implied total in the mid fifties. It's it's scheduled to be a shootout. Like the Bucks, the Bills have held down a lot of QBs. Like 
Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett, Heineke, Davis Mills, Tannehill, Tua, Trevor, Mike White, Wentz, Simeon. Like they've the guys they've held down. Their their entire schedule has been a cupcake QB schedule. Uh, Tre'Davious White now out. Brady has just two games where he failed to have multiple scores this year. He has finished as a top five quarterback for the week seven times. Mm. So I have him in my top five once again. Godwin. A grade. This is a much meatier matchup than I thought it was. It's, it's really despite all the A about. grades. Uh, a grade for Bo- Godwin without Tredavious White, and he wouldn't have covered him anyway. He would have been on Evans on the outside. He wouldn't have covered Godwin in the sw- slot probably or most of the time. But the Bills have played one game without Tredavious White, and that was the crap fest last Monday night. So we don't even have any data points on yeah. what it's like to pass against this team without Tredavious White this year. Um. That said, they've only the the Bills have only allowed three wide receiver touchdowns all year and no 100-yard receivers. Mm. That's concerning. Uh, but last week, Godwin ad- activated God mode against Atlanta. Uh, Antonio Brown out. The targets really, really funneled to Godwin and Evans. Rashad Perriman has taken on that wide receiver three role. He has overtaken Tyler Johnson, but he's doing nothing with it. All the targets no. are going to Evans and Godwin. So an A on God- Godwin, a B on Evans. He's gained the targets yard. He's not getting Godwin's targets yards or receptions, but he's got 10 touchdowns on the yeah. year. He's got 23 with Brady in two years. That's where he scores. He's got a high odds of scoring here speaking of high odds of scoring yeah Gronkowski a grade Uh it's just obvious to this point though like he's he was tight end two before he left I think he's tight end two again now after Mm -hmm. he's back from his injury his worst game was four catches for 55 yards which is like that's a that's a a best game for a lot of like a b grade his his floor is a b grade and he's got tight end one Mm -hmm. upside every game Leonard Fournette a grade he leads all running NFL running backs in receptions, which, of course, we obviously knew that oh, was going to happen. That's... Receiving leader for running backs. He has at least six catches in each of the last four games, basically a lock for 16 to 25 touches. With that reception total, receptions coming in, I got an A grade on him. Yeah, no, yeah. It, makes, it, it makes sense. Leonard Fournette has been money for, I don't know, three, four weeks, and really most of the year. Yeah. Go, going back to Gronk. Uh, it's like a reverse homecoming. He used to murder the Bills when he's with the mm-hmm. Patriots because he's from Buffalo. Just monster games, like weekend and we or every time he faced Buffalo. When we come back, two matchups left: the Sunday Nighter and the Monday Nighter. Rams taking on the Packers. Sorry, Bears taking on the Packers. We'll tell you what to expect from David Montgomery and how many points do you need a do you need a calculator to try to figure out how many points Devontae Adams is going to score in this game we'll talk about that when we come back final segment fantasy football weekly coming up this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. segment of fantasy football weekly our last chance to get you ready to improve your playoff positioning paul charchi and scott fish and brian johnson with you the sunday night game is bears taking on the packers let's talk about david montgomery came into the week hobbled came out of the week not on the injury report should be in a good spot here in four career games against green bay david montgomery averages a solid 17 touches for 92 yards and he has scored in two of the four games But I think he's going to get a little more activity than that, in part because Justin Fields is back under center, and he averages just 20 passes per game, the lowest of any starting quarterback in the league. And if that means that he's going to have that low of a volume, it means Montgomery's got to have more touches than just 17 per game. Green Bay, though, is a good run defense. No back has hit triple digits all year, and they've only given up one rushing touchdown in their last four games. So a B grade on David Montgomery. I like the volume. I don't love the matchup here. Let's go to the passing game. Darnell Mooney's about the only guy worth talking about. Packers allow the fourth highest average depth of target, which is salient for him because Darnell Mooney is very fast, and the deep connection with the big arm of Justin Fields is tantalizing. But the Packers' secondary likely or maybe gets back Jair Alexander and Kevin King to bolster a defense that has allowed some big games without them, but if they're back, I'm nervous on Mooney, and I've just got the C grade on him. Allen Robinson's expected to make his return yep. from this long-standing hamstring injury. Who? But I know, right? A bad time to be coming into free agency for Allen Robinson. Um, I just don't think – I worry that he's not going to get the full workload here. I have a league with pretty sharp people, and he's not even rostered right now. Dang, that says a lot. Justin Fields is on the bench as well. It's a difficult matchup against a good secondary. As I mentioned, Jair Alexander, Kevin King potentially coming back. Fields struggled in this matchup in week six, throwing for a meager 174 yards and completing barely half his passes. He ran for 43 yards in that game. And that's your only hope for fantasy relevance here for Justin Fields is on the ground. Five different quarterbacks have run for at least 32 yards against the Packers. 32 is not even that much. Mm -hmm. In the three games prior to Fields' injury, Matt Nagy allowed him to run eight times, 11 times, and eight times. So that's really important. This is where the fantasy points can come from for Justin Fields is on the ground. 
I, I've got a bench grade on him, but you could hope that he gets another 8 through 11 rushes and he could turn that into 40 or 50 yards eight, and move him up to a C. 8, 8, and 11, that averages out to, to 9 times over the three course. Why, you don't say. 9 times. How nice. 9 times. All right, let's go over to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are obvious A's. They are net my number one ranked players at their respective positions. How about uh, going a little deeper into the depth chart? MVS is a possible dart throw here because the Bears have got one good cornerback, Jalen Johnson, and he'll travel with Devontae Adams. They let him shadow if there's an opposing number one receiver who's really good. He's shadowed in the past. That puts MVS on some combination of Artie Burns, Xavier Crawford, and our old friend, Kendall Vildor. These guys, at best rank, 138th at the cornerback position by Pro Football Focus. That's the high watermark for those guys. Are we sure there's even that many cornerbacks? I know. You don't think there would be that many (laughs) cornerbacks. So MVS gets a C grade for me. Let's go to the running game, and I think this is going to be frustrating for a lot of people. So now fully healthy, does Aaron Jones return to his lead back role? We alluded to this earlier in the show. A.J. Dillon's usage was climbing to the point that they were at an even split last time they were both healthy. What's more, Dillon's looked good over the last three games as the primary back. He's earned plenty of timeshare here. Only one runner has topped 81 rushing yards against Chicago all year. And over the past five weeks, They've only given up 76 rushing yards per game and 25 receiving yards per game. So if there's only 100 total yards, Aaron ground to go around, and if Dylan and Jones are going to split that in half, I can only give them C grades. And Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones was a first round pick, but I can only give him a C grade in this one because of the timeshare and Chicago's much harder to run upon than pass. Let's go to the Monday night game. Rams. Taking on the Cardinals, Brian, for the Rams passing game, Matthew Stafford's been pretty inconsistent as a passer, but mostly he's ended up with pretty good fantasy box scores. What do you think about him in this matchup against, and frankly, pretty good Arizona secondary? Yeah, speaking of fantasy box scores, Stafford had a fantasy box score against the Cardinals in week four. These teams uh, met once already this season, divisional rivals, of course. This will be the second meeting. In that first meeting, Stafford had 280 yards and two passing touchdowns. Kind of feels like a somewhat safe floor for him here, especially considering Andy Dalton just threw for threw for two scores in the rain against the Cardinals mm-hmm. last week. So I'm going to give Matt Stafford a B, uh, mostly because he has Cooper Cup, uh, not going to give Cup an A, though. He, he's what? working through a toe injury. Mm-hmm. A very firm B here. Scott, I, I know. Okay. No, you're fine. He, he's, he's called that oh, he's, on this he, show a B. He's uh, always has A potential, of course. Uh, when these teams first met, he did only have five catches for 64 yards. Probably his worst game of, mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. Uh, but I don't care. Uh, still a very strong play. The Cardinals have allowed the fourth most wide receiver touchdowns of that uh, this season. But uh, that said... Uh, the Cardinals are bottom eight in catches and bottom four in yards, and that's in terms of the most. Bottom, or, so, so bottom not good. The most or, or the, the bottom field. eight in terms of the most. So like, not a good thing for Cooper Cup. Okay, they're so top eight in top eight fewest yards. Okay, in top. So four. they are what the Cardinals are is a pretty bust, but don't break. Bend, but don't break. They are a a a. 
break but don't bend. They are a break but don't bend defense. That's what they are. They're not a cake matchup, that's for sure. We'll put it that way. And that's why Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham Jr. both get a C. Since OBJ's arrival, uh, Jefferson has out-targeted Beckham Beckham 24-18 and has put up better numbers uh, than OBJ scoring in back-to-back games. Van Jefferson, that is. Beckham did score Last week as well, though, and it's worth noting that Beckham did face the Rams this year uh, earlier as a member of the Cleveland Browns had five catches for 79 yards. But uh, just to see for both of those guys, uh, Tyler Higby, he's on the bench. He's the fifth wheel in this offense, just four catches for 36 yards in the first meeting. So uh, bench and Higby, go grab, uh, go uh, scoop Scoop yourself some Hooper. Be a Hooper yeah, Scooper. Hooper Scooper. And uh, lastly for the Rams, Daryl Henderson uh, should make his return. And Sean McVay made it clear that Henderson will be the lead back if he is active, even though he was active last week. So, all right, so let's, let's just pause on this for a second. This is the Monday night game. It is. We are probably, there's a good chance we won't know Henderson's status uh, at kickoff on Sunday. Now what do you do? He's trending towards playing. I mean, clearly, if you've got... You got to be in a pretty. I mean, he was active last week. Too. Yeah, he, he was, was active. Didn't matter. <laughs> I'm going under the premonition he will play. Uh, hopefully, you have Sony Michelle on roster as well alongside Henderson. But uh, I'll give Henderson the B, and Michelle will get the B uh, if Henderson isn't active. But let's hope Henderson does play. Arizona allowing 4.7 yards per carry. That is good for Henderson. But the Cardinals have allowed just five total touchdowns to running backs. All year, that's second fewest. That is bad. I will uh, mm-hmm. note that Henderson did have 100-plus combo yards when these teams first met in week four, so that should be a safe floor for Henderson if he goes, uh, but he will. Uh, all right, that's it for the Rams over to the Cardinals side. James Conner, just to see here with Chase Edmonds expected to make his return, that kind of puts Conner back in the goal line change of pace role, mm-hmm. one would think, and uh, goal line touchdowns aren't easy to come by against the Rams, who have only allowed three rushing scores to running back since week four. So just to see for James Con- Connor, I am benching Chase Edmonds, though. We got to see what we have there, and we know it's usually not much. So, uh, here's, Chase, what, here's what you got is no touchdowns. Yeah. We can say that for sure for that, Chase that's Edmonds. almost a, a given for sure. So he is on the bench, and DeAndre Hopkins close to being on the bench, but he is uh, he should be healthier than last week. He did score last week, but just to see for DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the Rams have struggled against wide receivers as of late, allowing the ninth most catches and yards per game to the position over the last five weeks, but Hopkins likely to draw shadow coverage from Jalen Ramsey, who allows just 32 yards per game in his coverage and has just allowed two touchdowns all season long. And as a Cardinal, Hopkins' numbers aren't great uh, against the Rams. He's averaging just five receptions for 51 yards, but that's double-digit PPR points. Hopefully a floor for him here. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, the last wide receiver we'll mention for the Cardinals, going to give him a C. Uh, Again, the Rams allowing the ninth most catches and the uh, ninth most yards per game to the position over the last five weeks. Uh, He should not get shadow coverage from Ramsey, so a C for Christian Kirk. Uh, Zach Ertz going to give him a B. Ertz wasn't on the Cardinals when these teams first met, uh, but Max Williams did have a great game. He had six catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. He finished top six among tight ends this week. Uh, and what, what's more, opposing tight ends have seen the seventh most targets against the Rams. And uh, any tight end, and, and I'm sorry, opposing tight ends haven't seen less than five targets in any game against the Rams. So they're heavily, heavily utilized. So I like Ertz here. Can give him a B. And lastly, Kyler Murray, your son's favorite player, Scott. Yep. What's up, Ian Fish, my friend? Uh, Going <laughs> to give Kyler Murray an A. Uh, the Rams aren't an ideal matchup, but they are one of 10 teams with an opponent passing play percentage of 60% or higher. Recently, L.A. has surrendered 300-plus yards and two passing touchdowns to the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo and Davis mm. Mills. 
Uh, and in the first meeting, Kyler Murray threw for 268 and had two touchdowns, also added 39 rushing touchdowns. So uh, a, a safe B floor, but I'm shooting for the A upside. He gets the A grade here. That sounds about right. Wow, that was a lot of guys to talk lot, about. Jeez. It should be a good good game. That is, that's <laughs> the Monday night game. We'll uh, we'll see how that one ends up working out. If you are listening to the show over the air, know that we are also podcast. You can also podcast Fantasy Football Weekly and vice versa. If you are podcasting, know that you can oftentimes hear this show in your local market on your favorite sports talk radio station, Fantasy Football Weekly. Best of luck with this in your playoff positioning week. We'll be back for a playoff edition of Fantasy Football next week, and we encourage you to check in then. Back in a week, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.